Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, April 6th, 2018. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly Senior Writer. He joins me today from the magazine's office in Manhattan. Welcome back to Beyond the Book, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. So a common discussion in the book business is the slow rate of sales growth. And we have said it on this show more than a few times. Flat is the new up. Now, that's a topic we usually reserve for when reporting results from the biggest publishers. But on the flip side, there are the indies. And in Monday's issue, you'll have your annual fastest growing publishers feature, which highlights some of the upstart presses that are taking off. Yeah, that's exactly right. We talk all the time on this show about how growth challenged the publishing business is. And that, of course, is not surprising, right? Publishing is a mature industry, and it's increasingly challenged by all the demands on our time in the digital age, all the content that's freely available now on these devices we carry around in our pockets. But we've also been saying for years that we are in the midst of a golden age for indie publishing, and the publishers on this year's fast-growing list bear that out again. And it's worth pointing out that a lot of the growth we've seen in indie presses has to do with technology, which has been fueling indies back to the desktop publishing days. But today, there's more efficiencies than ever fueled by digital. Uh, We see more writers that are able to publish more books and find the tools they need, and more publishers that can find the tools they need to easily uh, design, print, and sell their books. And what this has meant is that the books the big five or the mini majors could never take on are now finding their way to readers more and more. And that includes great adventurous literature, literary fiction, more specialized nonfiction, uh, poetry, politics, religion, even kids books. And we've also heard a lot about the death of the midlist author when it comes to the major publishers. But in many cases, those midlist authors have just moved to the indies. And let me tell you, when they get to the indies, some of them aren't so midlist anymore. So what we're seeing is that indies take chances, they fill niches, and they generally tend to judge their success more by how they fulfill their mission than by profits. But as the list shows this year, uh, and you can see it in Monday's issue, a lot of these indies are making their fair share of profits. And I'm not going to run down the whole list for you here today. I'm just going to direct you to the issue. But suffice it to say, while Big Five Publishing has become a hits-driven business, something else we've talked about a lot over the years on this program, those important voices that they can't take on any longer are really doing just fine. And the list of fast-growing publishers reflects that despite all the consolidation we've seen at the top of the publishing chain, the book business is still pretty robust, uh, both in terms of the titles that are available now and growth for a lot of these little small firms. So we can expect to see and hear a lot more of that uh, proposition that small is good on the floor of the London Book Fair, where this podcast will originate next week. And when you head over to London, what are the kinds of storylines you plan to follow? You know, it's interesting because I'm not really quite sure what to expect this year in London. You know, the last two London book fairs have really been very, very good. Uh, they've been upbeat. The attendance has been strong. And the book business, I think, has generally been buoyed by the resurgence of print books, right? And the indie booksellers especially have been buoyed by the resurgence of print. The rights trade over the years has remained pretty brisk. And thanks to many of these indie publishers, again, that we just talked about, who are now selling rights at the London Book Fair. And it's now clear that a decade, more than a decade after the Kindle launched, uh, and then there was Google's scanning project, and all that uncertainty that publishers felt about the impending digital disintermediation that was supposed to be hitting them, well, those fears are really no longer pressing. But this year, I have to admit, I really just can't get a read on what's happening, because... 
there's really no big story, no big issue like there has been in past years, right? No, no battle against Amazon. Uh, sure, we have Trump and Brexit, but those, you know, those are old hat at this point. And even though there's still a lot of uncertainty there, we're kind of used to talking about them. Uh, is there going to be a big book at the fair? Is a big author going to announce something? And heading in, there's really no obvious trends there. You know, remember the past fairs where we could point to big bestsellers like The Girl on the Train and the, the new unreliable narrator genre. Well, we just don't see anything like that right now, uh, just a few days away from the fair. So I do suppose that you know, Trump books in the U.S. have been a trend. You know, nonfiction books are up considerably thanks to titles like Fire and Fury and Russian Roulette. But all in all, this is going to be a tough year to peg. When Beyond the Book returns, PW's Andrew Albanese reveals the unexpected twist in digital sales for publishers. I'm Christopher Keneally with Copyright Clearance Center's Beyond the Book. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at PublishersWeekly.com slash PWRadio. I'm Christopher Keneally for CCC's Beyond the Book with Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly. It's Friday, April 6, 2018. And at the London Book Fair next week, Andrew, listeners can pick up a copy of PW's Show Daily with coverage of show activities, as well as your report about the fortunes of digital at this year's fair. With ebooks in decline, what's your sense of the digital landscape facing publishers in 2018? Yes, yeah, so you remember last year at the Frankfurt Book Fair, which was you know, October 2017, Penguin Random House CEO Marcus Dole pretty much stood up at the opening press conference and sounded the end of the ebook era. At least that's the way I heard it. Print and digital had found their balance, Marcus said. He's noting that you know the 80-20 split that we see now, which is print to ebooks, uh, and he happily noted that that split was the, the opposite of what the experts had been predicting. You know, our listeners might remember all those predictions over the years that ebook were going to be dominating the market over 50% by 2018, uh, that they were going to totally take over print. Well, that has not happened, uh, and it's not going to happen anytime soon, according to industry watchers and all the trends that we're seeing. And the result, Dole said, is that the book business has stabilized. Well, um, stabilized is good, I suppose, but it's not exactly inspiring for the future. I mean, is it? Ladies and gentlemen, our future is stable. <laughs> that doesn't really sing, and it's not exactly a ringing endorsement for the business. So, Andrew, do you get a sense that publishers are okay with stable? And what do you see coming in the digital future? Well, I would agree that stable is better than the alternative for sure. But I do think publishers find themselves in a pretty precarious position here, almost like they are in the eye of this digital hurricane, right? You know, the first band of the storm has passed them by, and now it's eerily sunny. But brace yourself, because the second band is where you lose the roof. Um, so I do have a piece in the show daily that will be out on the open day one of the fair, in which I do kind of look at the digital landscape. And I have to say, I don't know about you, but it looks anything but stable to me. And I'll tell you why. But first, let's take an inventory of where we are now and, and what's good. And what's good is that, well, you we have self-published ebooks. They're still on the rise. But the big story for the publishing community, for traditional publishers anyway, is the surge in audiobooks. And that is actually going to be a focus of this year's fair, especially at the Quantum Conference, which is right before the official start of the fair, the Monday show at London. Uh, and over the last two years, we've been reporting on the gaudy growth numbers for audiobooks. And I have to tell you, that 
that growth shows no signs of letting up. It's been pretty strong for two years running now, and it still appears to be on the ascent. And a couple of points I'd make about that surge in audiobooks is that the audio business was always considered to be minor by publishers. But suddenly, over the last few years, it's become real money. And it's going to be interesting to see how publishers now treat it going forward. Are they going to start doing more original audio-only content, for example? Are they going to start re-recording backlist books? It's going to be interesting to see, now that they're making real money on audio, how they handle that going forward. And number two is that back in the early digital days, who would have predicted that publishers' digital fortunes were going to rest on audiobooks? I mean, yeah, you'd expect that there would be a bump as we move to a more efficient delivery mechanism, right? Downloads and streaming on your phone versus CDs and Walkman players. But consider this. Simon & Schuster's digital revenue posted a 3.6% gain for 2017. Those figures were just announced. And this is despite a steep decline in ebook sales. So what brought them to a 3.6% gain despite a big drop in ebook sales? 39% gain in digital audio. So again, the point I would make here is that a decade ago, in the wake of the Kindle, who would have pegged publishers' digital future on audio? And to me, that just goes to show you one thing about digital. Digital changes fast and often in unexpected ways. Well, definitely agree with you on that, Andrew. And audio is certainly a bright spot on this uh, digital spectrum. But what about the instability that you're alluding to? Yeah, so the instability stuff is the stuff that we see in the headlines, right? There's Cambridge Analytica and Facebook and data and privacy. And there's all these changes to the very fabric of the Internet itself, from the repeal of net neutrality here in the States uh, to a recent law passed here in the States that actually cuts back on safe harbor protections for uh, website owners and operators and network operators. And what we really are seeing around the globe are these abuses of data and privacy and these new insidious threats of network censorship that are emerging online. And with all these growing calls for more regulation, the digital world that publishers are going to have to navigate going forward could soon look very different uh, and even more complex if, if that was even possible. Now, none of these things really seem to be bothering publishers very much right now. They've been preoccupied with you know stabilizing their print and digital sales. But I would argue, uh, and I do argue in my piece on, uh, at London Book Fair and the show daily, is that it's very important for publishers to stay engaged and fight for their core values in the online realm, which is, of course, the free speech and the free flow of ideas. And as PW contributor Peter Brantley writes in an editorial, the way free speech develops online matters because it's going to ultimately define the broader guarantee of free speech for us all. And I think that's an excellent point. So while publishers may feel good about the print digital balance, uh, and the future of digital by any measure is only getting more complex. And those days when we worried about format choices and Google scanning of old library books, I have a feeling those are soon going to be remembered as the good old days. Well, the good old days are always only good. Good for some, Andrew, and they're never good for everyone. Let's certainly hope we won't have to look back and reminisce about the good old days of free speech in 2018. Thanks for joining me today, Andrew, and every Friday. See you in London. My pleasure, as always, and I'll see you over there. Can't wait. Coming next on Beyond the Book on Wednesday afternoon at next week's 2018 London Book Fair, a panel of publishers and technologists joins me to share stories of innovation in publishing, innovation marked by changes in workflow and production, as well as changes in markets and customer habits. In a preview of that discussion later next week at Olympia Hall, Sage Publishing Editorial Director Karen Shulman tells me that her focus remains fixed on scholarship and research, regardless of technological distractions. I think one of the um, 
the opportunities that we have um, as an academic and as a scholarly publisher, and particularly um, we're, we're an independent publisher, and so we can be trying new things. And in social sciences particularly, I think the latest example right now that we're heavily involved in is thinking about new subject areas coming up around computational social science. How do researchers need new tools, um, particularly need to engage with big data to do better research and to be able to deliver on their own mission of making new knowledge claims? Redefining publishing for the digital age, next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries Rights Direct and Nexus drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power of publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book.